the bad Stan Lee impression died on its way back to its own planet. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> 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 Giving up the bit, huh? Yeah, it's hard to put that one to bed. <laughs> I got a message from the Great Lakes Avengers They offered me a membership, but I did not Okay, so Matt, what do you know about jackals? Um, well, I know the Family Guy really, really funny goof that they did, mm. uh, the the Pictionary joke. All right. Um, we also had a running inside joke a long time ago that in order to to uh, get a glass of water, we had to fight a jackal. Yeah. Um, I think Lucario the Pokemon is a jackal. Yeah. Uh, they're dogs. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> they're, they're scavenger dog. The dog things. Yep. Uh, so what we're gonna talk about today is a guy named Miles Warren, also known as the Jackal. The the Jackal. The Jackal. Uh, he doesn't look much like a jackal, even when he's all jackled out. So he's not dog like. No, he looks like on a green gremlin thing. <laughs> <laughs> Green gremlin. Okay. So, so so he when he showed up for like supervillain. I assume he's a supervillain. Yes. Yes. A supervillain registration day. He was a few places behind, and when he got up there, he's like, "Is Green Goblin taken? Ah, <laughs> uh, how about Hobgoblin? Damn, what's left?" <laughs> well, what had happened was, um, Green Goblin was incredibly an incredibly popular villain. Right, he was like the Spider-Man villain. Yeah, okay. But they already ended his story. Okay, so he was he was Dunzos at he that was point. Dead. Yeah, and they hadn't figured out the magic of being able to bring him back just whenever. Well, it, it was more like he had just died. Oh, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> they they blew their Green Goblin load, wanted to bring him back, but it was like it's too soon. Kind of, yeah. But like they were okay. We need a new Spider-Man villain. Uh, what made Green Goblin so popular? Well. He was he's green. green. <laughs> he's a goblin. <laughs> he's a goblin. <laughs> so they have a little furry dude with big ears, and he's green, and he, ooh, he hates Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, do I do I have to ask why he hates Spider-Man, or are we going to get into yeah, that? Yeah, we'll get into okay, that. Okay, yeah, so <laughs> um, why, okay, so he's furry, but why yeah. is, he, okay, and he's green because the green goblin was green. Right. Well, then why is he furry? Because he's a jackal. <laughs> a jackal furry. This all tracks. All right. I, I see the line of the process. Thought process yeah. here. I mean, I, okay, sure. So uh, we start with uh, Dr. Miles Warren, who was a professor of biochemistry at Empire State University, when he was approached by the High Evolutionary, uh, who is the villain of the new uh, Guardians of the Galaxy movie, and mm-hmm. possibly the lamest man in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> okay. I, I do, He's very... Boring. Oh, I okay. I, was say, I guess I don't know a huge amount about him. But yeah, well. I, I yeah. guess we'll learn here in a, a few months, uh, in a week, Something as like of that, record, yeah. at the point of this recording, yeah. uh, like four days ago, as a, yeah. at the time of this release on Patreon. So, uh, the High Evolutionary's um, kind of holsties is he wants to create a race of new men that are uplifted animals that would replace humanity and not have any of humanity's flaws. Okay, replace like, replace replace humanity with furries. Yeah, basically. You know what? That's fine. And uh Miles Warren had some interesting ideas about like 
cloning and uh, genetics and stuff like that. So the high evolutionary thought that he could train Miles as a like apprentice and use some of his knowledge to create his new men. Okay. Uh, so Miles immediately kind of shit the bed by creating a manjackal. <laughs> uh, that escaped captivity and, and murdered Miles's wife and children. Oh, that so okay. I was gonna say like like at first he he, he accidentally created a man jackal. I, like, no, I thought that was the whole point. No, no, but no. The the whoopsie came right after. Right, right, right. With the okay, which uh, yeah, caused, that's that's a big whoopsie. Yeah, caused Miles to become a little unstable and kind of obsessed with jackals forever after. Okay, the it's important to note that the man jackal is also green and furry. So I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe maybe Miles's favorite color is green. I I don't know. Maybe maybe he had like a couple bottles of food coloring, and the green one was a little loose and knocked over and yeah. fell into the vat. I don't know, man. Um, no, I've got it. Maybe uh, <laughs> no, I got nothing else. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the High Evolutionary was worried that Miles was becoming a little too popular amongst his new men and was going to overthrow him as the ruler of New Earth. So he was worried that the guy he he appointed to be the god of these new men was worried that the new men would see him as god. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he like dismissed Miles from his studies, uh, claiming that Dr. Warren's cloning theories would lead to genetic stagnation. Oh, that's a fun word. Yeah, that, that's a fun, that's a fun phrase. Yeah, that and does not does not feel good in the. No, bowels. no, like there's a lot of gross eugenic shit in the high evolutionary oh, stuff. Okay, well, I'm sure they're gonna use none of that when he makes his movie debut. But I mean, we'll find out. We'll yeah. see how well that ages. Anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Miles went back to teaching at ECU, a wife and a bunch of kids shy, and uh, became obsessed with one of his students. One Gwendolyn Stacy, uh, who bore at least a little bit of a resemblance to Miles's dead wife, and was also the girlfriend of one Peter Parker, a Spidered Man. Okay, yeah, of course. So, because uh, we have to have that coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, at the start of the semester for a project, uh, Doctor Warren had his students collect cell samples from themselves uh, that they would use for like genetic sequencing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And he stored them in a refrigerated cabinet. Okay. This is a uh, mystery tool that we will use later. So after Norman Osborn killed Gwyn and then died himself, Miles completely lost the plot and became obsessed with cloning humans, starting with Gwyn and her boyfriend, Peter. Mm, and of course, Miles doesn't realize that the Pe- that Peter is the the uh, the spider man. No, 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 not at this point. But well, uh, he's about to, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> P- Peter's Peter is known as a smart man. Yeah, he's a smart boy. Yeah, a, a clever lad um, who's good with the the science and the yeah. biologies. Why did he uh, even offer up? I mean, school project, sure. Mm-hmm. Why did he even offer up some of his own like cells to another biologist? Because don't you think like Peter 
Peter, don't you think that that would... Like, I, I imagine the idea was that nobody but them would be using those samples because they would be the ones testing on them. Oh, they would, so they were testing on their own. Right. But but uh, Miles snuck them away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was going to say, it's like, like Spider-Man's a smart guy. <laughs> and he wants to not, he wants to not know, yeah. um, he wants people to not know that he's the, the spider guy. Yeah. And giving them giving a biologist his blood is probably not a great way of going about that. Yeah. So, okay, but um, all right, cool. So uh, the, he stored he, he stored them later and uh-huh. got went obsessed. And went obsessed, made a bunch of failed clones, including one Gwen that melted everything she touched. Ooh, whoopsie yeah. <laughs> doo. Uh, but he eventually stabilized the process and discovered that Peter was Spider-Man when the clone began climbing the walls <laughs> and doing things that a spider can. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Miles' assistant, uh, discovering what he was up to, confronted Miles and tried to get him to stop this whole, you know, affront against God. (laughs) Uh, But Miles killed the assistant for his troubles, uh, blaming the death on the Jackal, a persona Uh. that he had created on the spot to convince himself that he wasn't guilty of murder. (laughs) He's like, no, it wasn't me. It was the Jackal. (laughs) Okay. Uh, All right. (laughs) This is... All right, man. Yeah, yeah. I see. I so, see. So, <laughs> uh, the Jackal became convinced that Spider-Man was to blame for Gwen Stacy's death. I, I it's debatable. Yeah, but I, think, I would put I, the I blame think... more at the guy who threw him off, threw her off the bridge. But yeah, no, I I would agree. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and now that he knew that Peter was Spider-Man, uh, he waged a war of revenge on Peter and both of his identities. Uh huh. Uh, manipulating the Punisher in his very first appearance to... Uh, wow, really? This yes. is how they introduced the Punisher? Yes. Okay. To uh, that Spider-Man was a criminal and needed to do a die. Uh-huh. So they fought. Uh, he sprung the Tarantula and Scorpion out of jail and had them attack Peter, including having the Scorpion uh, attack Pete's Aunt May while Aunt May was in the hospital. Oh, that's not cool. Yep. I mean, I, I guess that's also what happens a lot in Spider-Man's yeah, history. No, but I... How that old woman lived that long, I'll never know. <laughs> uh, and then having a Gwen Stacy clone approach him while he was Peter and try to convince him that he was losing his mind. Yeah, that'll do it. That that might actually yeah, do it. Yeah, like <laughs> that's not. Oh my god, it was, it, it's actually a very good storyline. Yeah, where, good. Yeah, like yeah. they could either handle that very well or very poorly. <laughs> yeah, because. Like, Peter comes back from an adventure in the Everglades, and there's just a Gwen Stacy there, and he's like, oh, okay, cool, I'm losing my mind. You're not actually here. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is... <laughs> and he just, like, blows her off and walks walks into his house. <laughs> <laughs> this, we're not going to deal with this right now. <laughs> I am too tired right now. <laughs> just, that's future Peter's problem. <laughs> yeah, and it would become future Peter's problem, because they uh, exhumed Gwen's grave, and she was there. <laughs> so suddenly there's a Gwen Stacy who knows that there was a previous Gwen Stacy who is very dead and in the grave and is actually Gwen Stacy. It's not like yeah. there's a false body in there or anything. Right, right. Like... So she's having an existential crisis. So is Peter. Yeah. <laughs> this was right when Peter and Mary Jane were starting to begin a relationship. Oh. So that's throwing a monkey wrench in that. Uh, yeah. And he's in the hospital and has just been attacked by the scorpion. Oh my gosh. <laughs> There's a lot going on. God, how is... <laughs> like, I know that a lot of Spider-Man and Peter Parker's story is a lot of this emo- emotional and right, psychological yeah. trauma and it, it's conflict very and stuff. Um, but 
how the hell is that man still sane? Oh, I, <laughs> like, I couldn't tell you. Good. It's about to get God. so much worse. <laughs> Just in this story. I mean, all right. So I'm uh, reading your next line and I'm not liking it. <laughs> so uh, Miles and the Tarantula attempted to replicate Gwen's death by chaining Spider-Man up and tossing him off of the um, George Washington Bridge, just like Gwen died. Okay. Oh, oh okay. They're, they tried to replicate it with him as yes. Gwen. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still pretty sinister. Yeah. But Spidey managed to break his fall and escape um, unknown to the two villains. So They, they thought they... They thought they killed him. And yeah. But he, he survived. He, he survived barely, like, dislocating his shoulder in the process. Jesus. Which is not good for a dude whose main method of locomotion is swinging from his arms. <laughs> <laughs> well, as spiders do. Yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> so, um, Peter approached Miles knowing that Miles was, you know, into genetic studies and biochemistry and stuff like that. Because and he had theories about cloning. Okay, so at this point, he Peter doesn't know that Miles no. is the jackal. Nope. Okay. So he goes to, to Miles Warren and is like, hey, um, like, you know a lot about cloning. Could something have happened to those samples we took at the beginning of class? <laughs> that's the only time I've given my samples to anybody. Well, or, or that's the that's only time Gwen. that I've had DNA made. And, and Gwen, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So... And, um, and so Miles is like, wait, ain't you supposed to be dead? <laughs> yeah, so Miles is like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> this game is coming to a close at a rather rapid rate. But let's throw one final twist in here before we get started. Okay. Oh no, the samples are gone. It must have been my assistant. He's the jackal. <laughs> oh, the one who's he the killed. One he killed. <laughs> oh no. So he pinned the, the theft and all of the jackal's doings on his dead assistant. I mean, that's a pretty good as far as villain like right. <laughs> improv goes, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good on you, Miles. So uh going off of this false knowledge, um Peter went to the uh like, home of the assistant, uh huh. found him dead, and then was ambushed by the tarantula. So that's bad. Yeah, sure, sure. He managed to, to fight off the tarantula, but the jackal popped out of nowhere and karate chopped him in the back of the neck. Oh, well, that, okay, you know what, I take that back. Like, <laughs> if, if the guy you're pinning to be the jackal is dead, and then you show up as the jackal, you're yeah. ruining your own... Okay, whatever. Well, it's one of those things where it worked in his favor... Because at this time, the way Peter's spider sense worked is if or if Peter thought that a person was a friend, it wouldn't activate his spider sense. Oh, so the so when the jackal sprang out, he his like spider sense was like, oh, it's just Miles. He's a good guy. And then Miles Karate chopped him in the back of the neck. <laughs> okay, so it it was a okay. It it was time to spring the trap. Right. Yes. It wasn't a long term ruse. It was no. A, it was okay. Just, yeah. All right. That's fair, I suppose. So, uh, while he was all drugged up on, like, the tarantula's happy juice, because uh, the tarantula has knives in his boots that are super drugged. Just like tarantulas. Yeah, yeah. So, Spidey had to fight a clone of himself for the life of Ned Leeds, who the jackal had also kidnapped and strapped to a bomb. All right, there's there we go. There's some of that good old... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> good old comics. And he's like, okay, um... One of you is the real Spider-Man. I don't know who it is. I'm not going to tell. <laughs> but obviously the real Spider-Man will be able to save Ned Leeds and everyone else. Yeah. But you're going to have to fight to see who it is. <laughs> is it, wait, so both, and both, clo like the 
Spider-Man and the, like the clone is not like brainwashed or anything. It, it thinks it's Spider-Man, right? To a degree. Okay. It's un- like, um, Miles, when he creates a clone, like puts subliminal programming in it. Oh, okay. To re- give it the baseline personality, but he can also hide like different commands and things in there. Sure, sure. So different, what he probably did like was... Like sleeper mode. Right, yeah. Activation so, codes. So what he stuff. probably did was like, okay, clone, you are Peter Parker, you are also Spider-Man, and you're going to rumble with the Spider-Man. Because this one's a fake. Because this one's the fake. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. But uh, one of the Spideys won and managed to save leads, but the bomb went off, seemingly killing both Dr. Warren and the Spider-Clone and knocking Peter Parker out. Uh, okay. I think I think I see because um, I, I I couldn't help but notice some of the language you just used. Yes, there's a lot going on here. <laughs> so so Spider Man later woke up and was like, "Oh no, everyone's dead!" And you know he. Oh well, yeah, I guess I won. Yeah, I won. I'm I sad, am, but I am the official Spider Man. <laughs> <laughs> my best my merchandise. <laughs> but, but but Chris, you said one of the Spider Man won, yeah, not yeah. the real Spider Man won. <laughs> so now we're gonna cut to the '90s, around 20 years later. Oh dang! Yeah. So it turns out that the... Are, are we talking... Tw- I mean, we're talking 20 years, obviously, real time. real time, not comic time. No, Marvel operates on a sliding time scale where it is always about 10 years after the Fantastic Four emerged. Right, right. Yeah, we you mentioned that. I, yeah. So I all... The last one. And that's why, like, all of the events that happen have to be drawn in very broad strokes. And when a writer decides to take up Spider-Man or the Fantastic Four or the Avengers, whoever, they basically pick and choose what is currently canon... And that's what they're, they reference. It's like, oh, do you remember when this happened? And that's currently can't. Gotcha. Because it's very hard to justify having all this shit in about ten years. <laughs> yeah. Well, that and also it's it's hard to explain why none of your heroes are actually aging. <laughs> right, yeah. One of the original ideas was that they would. And for the first like couple years of Spider-Man's continuity, he does. He starts in high school. Yeah. He graduates high school. He goes on to college. And then he just kind of stops. <laughs> well, yeah, because uh, post-college Peter Parker is, I guess, not that interesting. Or at least it, it could have been. I it, mean, we've seen shades of that in, yeah. in various things. And now he is post-college. He's around in his late 20s, early 30s now. Right. You would say. I don't know. I like. I, I understand that doing pulling that off would be tricky as yeah. hell. There's, But um... that is, to me, the, the coolest thing is... Characters that that grow not just uh-huh. from a character development standpoint, but from a like an actual like get old and progress through their lives yeah. standpoint. There's a series of miniseries from Marvel called uh, Life Story, um, and it they did one for Fantastic Four and Spider Man and I think Daredevil. That is, what if these characters aged in real time from the moment they debuted? Oh, dang. Sure. And it, they are actually very good. Well, cool. The Fantastic Four one kind of drops the ball a little bit in the last act, but they're very good. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, like, it's super interesting. I think I, I kind of going off on a tangent here, I think that's one of the things that really draws me to, like, for example, Dragon Ball Z. Because <laughs> yeah. you give, I mean, to an extent, I understand yeah. that also kind of plateaued, but but you get a experience, like you feel like you live these characters, or like or like mm-hmm. you're you're following along with them in their entire lives, mm-hmm. and seeing the generations pass, like yeah, yeah, that's to me that's there's very little cooler thing that you can do in mm-hmm. in something like that. I mean, I understand again, probably a very hard thing to do. 
Uh, there's but. been writers who have tried to do that. That was one of Chris Claremont's ideas when he took up the X-Men after it had been canceled. Um, was that characters would join the X-Men and then graduate and go do something else, go live their lives elsewhere, and new members would constantly be cycling in. Yeah. He kind of got put, or had to put the kibosh on that from editorial where they said, like, no, these characters are popular. You're, you're going to use them forever. Right, right. That, yeah, I can I can easily yeah. see that. Like, and, and, I mean, unfortunately they're not wrong because, like, people are going to pick up a comic book with a picture of Wolverine on the cover exactly. rather than some new guy. Yeah, yeah. So I, I get it, I get it, and it's just the unfortunate reality mm-hmm. of how pop culture works. But Yeah, yeah. But I, that, I still think it's a, fascinating. That was a hell of so. a tangent, but... um. Eh. So let, let's cut back to when the story was revisited in the 90s. Yeah, so 20 years later. 20 years later, um, the, the end of that original clone story got retconned. So it turns out that the jackal that died in the explosion was actually a clone. I mean, when you're dealing with clones already, yeah, it's pretty easy to shoehorn that Dr. in. Dr. Warren, like, he's the perfect supervillain because he can always get an out. Yeah, he <laughs> they always... They can kill him as many times as they want. Yeah, yeah, he al- it was always a clone or yeah. whatever. Anything that happens, oh, no, it was just clones. It's 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 enough removed from the it-was-all-a-dream sequence to be uh, acceptable, yeah, but yeah. Uh, still kind of the same out. So. Right, right. Um, so Dr. Warren had lived to clone again. <laughs> And while Spidey was unconscious, Miles confirmed which body was the real Peter Parker and which was the clone. From the explosion. Right. Okay. Drugging the other, who was still alive, to stimulate death. Okay. Okay. So it was, he wasn't, the clone wasn't dead, but he looked very dead. And like all bodily functions had stopped. He was basically in stasis. So it was the clone that was caught in the explosion. Yes, they both were, but. Okay, gotcha. Uh, when... Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. They were both in the explosion, both knocked out. Miles drugged the clone to make right. it look like it had died. Right. Okay, I'm I'm following along. Gotcha. Yep. And when Peter came to, he grabbed the body of the clone and swung off, uh, kind of loath to let the authorities find a dead Peter Parker dressed up like Spider-Man. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's absolutely so fair. So he gave the clone a burial in a smokestack because uh, he thought... That what would happen was, I dropped this down the smokestack. It's going to cremate. Yeah. That's not how smokestacks work. There's a grate in them to prevent this sort of thing from happening. <laughs> Way to go, smart guy. <laughs> so, the, the clone just drops on top of this grate in the smokestack, wakes up after a few hours, and is like, Jesus Christ, what was that? That was weird. <laughs> Where am I? I was, yeah, because as far as the clone is aware, it's like I was fighting the, the what he thought was the clone. Right. Like, I was fighting a clone, an explosion went off, and now I'm in smoke. Yeah. So the clone kind of deduces that he, since he lost the fight, he is the clone. He's not the real Spider-Man because the real Spider-Man would win. It's solid thinking, I guess. It's, it, yeah, but he's like, okay, <laughs> whatever. I, you know, the real Spider-Man has his his Spider-Man duties. I'm not gonna fuck with that. Well, good for you. I I'm guess. gonna go live my life somewhere else. So he swings off and starts wandering the country, calling himself Ben Riley. All of Peter's memories, but also none of his connections. Ben so he, Riley. Ben that Riley. does sound familiar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Miles would pop out of the woodwork every few years. Uh, every time with a whole new batch of cloned Peters and Bens and Gwens and all sorts of stuff. Especially Gwens. 
he made so many Gwyns over the years. <laughs> well, he was obsessed with her. He was her obsessed with Gwyn, so he's like, I'm this... going to make a Gwyn who's going to love me the way I love her, and that's oh, not creepy God. at all. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this, this young college student who looks just like my wife. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, that's... It's mm, awful. Yeah. I, I hate He's that. a real creepo. <laughs> don't like it. Don't like it. <laughs> and then even some uh, normal, or some clones of himself. Yeah. I mean, you got to have them spares. Right. Uh, so he has made some normal baseline clones who were just... Like, exactly like the same person, but with his programming. And then some with weirdo powers. <laughs> well, of course. If you have the means and you are already yeah. a mad scientist, go for it. Yeah, some on purpose, others because whoopsie doodle, doodle the cloning process went wrong. <laughs> so we have uh, Kane, who's one of the first uh, Peter Parker clones, whose wall-crawling ability was so strong he could injure people by sticking to them. Whoa! Oh my god, that's gruesome. It's awful. That yeah. is... Okay... And uh, there's Spider Side, who is a big, um, super strong, like, shape-shifting Spider-Man. Ooh, I do like me a shapeshifter. Yeah. Uh, and there was one Gwen who had an activated X-gene and could turn into a giant spider. <laughs> like, just a giant spider. Not like a, a man spider, but like she, a giant spider, giant spider? She, she had, like, scales of shape-shifting. So she could be, like, okay. a spider, or a person with spider legs in the back. Or she could be a giant, like, building-sized spider. Frick! Yeah. Okay. She joined the X-Men for a while. <laughs> I mean... Like, one of their their junior leagues, but... That's still... It's pretty wow, wild. that's yeah. cool, actually. She I turned really up like not that. too long ago in uh, the X-Men Green Infinity comic, so she's still kicking around, too. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, holy shit, is that who I think it is? And I looked, I was like, it is? Wow! Wow. Okay. <laughs> that is Bananas. Um, he also, like, used Mr. Sinister's, uh, mutant data banks of, like, mutant powers. Mm -hmm. And made some giant spiders with mutant powers. <laughs> That's probably good. So you have spiders who can, like, turn to organic steel. And spiders who can shoot laser beams out of their eyes. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and spiders what? who can teleport with a bamf. And... <laughs> Wowzers. Yeah, like, um, I'm not gonna lie. I'm, like, other than the, the obsessed with Gwen thing, the more I hear about this guy, the more I kind of dig. He's hilarious. <laughs> like, his, his, one of his biggest last acts is he tried to turn all of Manhattan into giant spiders. Because that's just the kind of thing you do when you're an obsessed geneticist with an axe to grind. Like, he's the... He's sitting over here going like, I, I, I always asked if I could, but not if I should, right. but also I don't give a shit if I should or not. I'm going to fucking do it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, cool. I, I kind of dig him. <laughs> it, yeah. He, there, he has made so many clones of <laughs> like these three people. <laughs> it, it's hilarious. And every, like every time you see that little green fucker, <laughs> It's like, oh god, things are going to get awful in one way or another. It's either going to be a, a really good story, but Peter's going to be tormented forever, or it's going to be a terrible story that's going to drag on for years. <laughs> with, with wild shit crazy going yeah. on. Okay. Because like when Ben returned in the 90s, there was this whole storyline about well, maybe he is the real Peter. Oh god. And the Peter we've been following for 20 years is a fake... Oh, okay. They tried to pull that? Yeah, okay. yeah. And that just kept going. It was going oh. to be resolved in, like, one storyline real quick. It was like, yeah. is this, is Ben the real Peter? 
No, he's not, but he's still a cool dude, and Peter's the real Peter. But the story sold really well. <laughs> well, that's so, a neat idea for one time thing. Yeah, so editorial <laughs> kept making the writers drag it out. Ugh. It went on for about four years. Oh wow, that's that's too long. With and like everyone was like, it, at the end they'd be like, okay, we know who's the clone. No, we don't Ugh. because Norman Osborn fucked with it because the Jackal is um, manipulating records because oh, there's man. a third clone that we found. Oh, Maybe Lord. he's the real Peter. Jesus. So it and oh, he's man. dead. <laughs> so yeah, you want to talk about soap operas? Right? Yes, oh, yes, my very God. much so. It That's... got super soapy. Okay, but uh, that is kind of the story of Miles Warren the Jackal. Okay, our, our furry green friend. Yeah. So let's uh, talk about what this dude can do uh, that will want to maybe put in a stat block. Keep, okay, take into consideration, sure. Yeah, because I always like going through their powers and stuff. No, it's it's a nice bullet-pointed yeah. list, so. Okay, so first, uh, our boy is a genius-level intelligence, especially in the fields of genetics and biochemistry. Uh-huh. Uh, he is a skilled hand-to-hand combatant, able to hold his own against Spider-Man for a length of time, and even ambush him. Like, that's impressive. Yeah, he um, can't, he, he'll never get the one-up on Spider-Man, but he's fast enough and sneaky enough that he can usually hold his own. Yeah, just just enough. Like, it, I'd be curious to figure out where he, like, how he did that. He I mean... trained himself. Just, oh, just training, not yeah. even, like, genetically no, uh, no, not altering? Yet. He'll get there. Okay. But when it first started, he was just like, no, I'm gonna get yoked and fight Spider-Man. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna fight Spider-Man, you better get yoked. You yeah, can't skip yeah. that step. Speaking of, like what he would do to his own genetics. He manipulated himself so that he could transform into his jackal persona without having to equip a suit. Mm-hmm. So he did that. He can just go from human miles to the jackal without having to equip a fursuit. Dude, you could have made a fucking fortune selling this to furries. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> like, that would have revolutionized. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right. He's got drug-tipped electroshock claws. Oh, okay. So the the claws of his suit, or of his basic self now when he transforms, mm-hmm. can either administer a powerful sedative or a painful electric shock. Or both. Or both. Mm. Okay, that's interesting. Yep. And he is a master cloner. <laughs> Man, I don't... That, that phrase right there does not sit right with me. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> There's something about it. Uh, the clones he creates are usually perfect unless he tampers with them in some way. Although they do usually have a set time limit before expiring and crumbling to dust. Oh, really? They okay. have a built-in expiration date. Oh, I, okay. They, they, de- they don't... He, he, okay, I'm They degenerate safe. after a bit and crumble it, to dust. Okay. When they, and when they die, they usually always crumble to dust, leaving no trace. Sure. The only ones that didn't was the original ones that Peter dumped in the smokestack and, <laughs> and stuff like that. I was going to say, Ben Riley's going to have a bad day one day. He otherwise. did. But... <laughs> yeah, he got, he got, he got himself Gwen stacy and Oh, God. That's how they knew that, like, oh, Ben was the clone because Peter was holding him and he's just like... I don't feel so good, Mr. Parker. And crumbled the dust and blew away in the wind. <laughs> and then got recloned later because the jackal is, is just an unstoppable menace. <laughs> Alright. The only person in the 616 who might have more knowledge on the subject of cloning is Mr. Sinister. Okay. That's his entire deal is yeah, that's making his clones stick. and genetic manipulation wow okay and they have as i mentioned teamed up on a couple of occasions which is not good for anybody yeah i can only imagine 
So that is what our green monster boy does. Well, I do have to look up an image of this guy because I'm not I'm not sure if I've. What'd you expect? I, I don't know. <laughs> like if I'm not if I'm being completely honest, I was just imagining Lucario but green. No, um, like I said, he looks nothing like a jackal. <laughs> I, no, he he sure don't. Like that's um. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> why, why Marvel? Why? Why didn't you? Just I don't know. Give him his own identity. <laughs> but okay. Like the and the best thing was when they retconned that beginning thing where he was like with the high evolutionary and everything, and he made the man jackal. The man jackal just looked exactly like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> all the other Newman look like basically people with animal heads. More or less. The Bojack Horseman treatment? Yeah, yeah. Really, yeah. Except for Man Jackal, who's just green and furry and looks nothing like a jackal. It looks just like a goblin. Yeah, it looks just like the green goblin. Okay. Except furry. Whatever. Um, alright, well, uh... I shouldn't have looked that up. That was very disappointing. <laughs> um, I guess we could always do another legendary creature. Uh-huh. Um, which... Might make more sense than... Um... Than just doing a generic creature. Guy. <laughs> yeah, just a generic dude. I, th- I think this needs to be another legendary creature. Um, let's take a look here. When I was doing a research of this, I found a list on Wikipedia. This guy's got his own official Wikipedia entry, which is always great. But one <laughs> of the listings is all of the different clones he has made. Hold up. Uh, so let, while you're starting your thing here, I'll go through all the different clones he's made. Uh, he made a, the original clone of Miles Warren, who died at Shea Stadium in the explosion. A good clone of Miles Warren, who married a different clone of Gwen Stacy and then died of clone degeneration. <laughs> a clone of Miles Warren, who bothered Daredevil and the Punisher. A clone of Miles Warren, who came down with the carrion disease and became the villain known as Carrion. A clone of Gwen Stacy, um who went by the aliases of Joyce Delaney and Gwen Miles, who married the Miles Warren clone who melted. <laughs> the original um, Gwen Stacy clone who melted people that she touched. <laughs> A different Gwen Stacy clone who died of clone degeneration. Ben Riley. Kane, the one who um, has the super-powered stickiness. Spider-Side, uh, the shape-shifting one. Jack. A clone of Peter, uh, who is diminutive, that Jack makes uh, dress as the jackal and treats as his little Igor henchman and kicks around. <laughs> okay. The Guardian, a Peter clone who has uh, super dense skin and super strength, who guards the entrance to one of uh, the jackal's uh, headquarters, who also died of clone degeneration. The uh, additional clone that the Jackal planted in the smokestack to make Peter think he was losing his mind. Uh-huh. An army of Spider-Man clones. All right. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of Miles Warren clones um, who he used to take over Manhattan and infect everyone with his spider transformation serum. Mm-hmm. A bunch of Spider-Man clones that he created to go fight Spider-Man. Again! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, if you don't succeed, try, try again. Yeah, yeah. 
the Gwen Stacy who could turn into a mutant spider. And all of the mutant spider clones who uh, he used Mr. Sinister's DNA receptacles for, uh, including one who can fire optic blasts like Cyclops, one who can control the weather like Storm, <laughs> a teleporter one, and one who can uh, use cryokinesis like Iceman. These spider clones were killed when the superior Spider-Man blew up the jack Jackal's hideout. <laughs> So Otto Octavius just blew him the fuck up. Alrighty. And that's a lot of clones, man. That's just a fair amount of clones. I mean, and I'm we... pretty sure that's not all of them. <laughs> I mean, there's probably more that we'll learn about over the years. Yeah. <laughs> whenever they want to bring him back. Because I know he's brought he's brought um, Ben Riley back a few times. Yeah. Because there was a storyline where he perfected, like, the ability to implant memories into people. He didn't have to manually program them. They could just have the memories from the moment they died on. Sure. So he kept bringing Ben back and killing him over and over again. Cool. That's that's cool. That's... Mm, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because he was mad that Ben had not fucked with Spider-Man enough, as Ben was supposed to do. <laughs> I mean... Okay. Well, alright. Um... So I, I, I've start. I've got the framework going here. Uh -huh. um, we do need a name for our man. We do. Now, there's one of two directions we can take here. Uh huh. We can either really go in and fix the actual jackal aspect. Uh huh. Or we can just go goblin. Yeah. Um, goblin. Like if we go the goblin, goblin. The goblin. <laughs> The Gene Joblin. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> God, that's good. Yeah. That's good. I like that. Okay, the Gene Joblin. <laughs> so I guess there was the third avenue. Uh, mix them together. <laughs> but um, I do have him as a medium humanoid, and he is very chaotic evil. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, yeah. I, I definitely got that impression from your, the, the description there. Um, now, the way I think I might want to do this is I'm giving him a relatively lower challenge rating compared to some of the other legendary creatures that we've worked on. Okay. Because I get the distinct impression that, um, like he himself might be a challenge. He uh -huh. might be a, a tough customer, but his true strength is going to come in with his minions that he is going to be able to create via his, right. his yeah. abilities. Yeah. So I'm, I'm throwing him at a 10 challenge rating, which still might even be a little too high. Um, but I am giving him a little bit lower of an armor class okay. that, uh, than a 10 challenge rating kind of necessitates or calls for because a, a 10 challenge rating would put his armor class in the 17 range. That's too high. Exactly. Um, and also like he doesn't have any, he's, he doesn't have super strength. He doesn't no. have super endurance. He, I mean, look, judging of the pictures, he definitely doesn't have any armor. No, no. Um, he's just he's just an athletic man in a fursuit. So... And not even a super athletic man. He's just an athletic man. He's like normal man athletic. Yeah. So um, that's kind of the where I'm going to go with that. So uh, strength, I'm going to give him an 18 in strength. Okay. Um, I'm going to give him a 16 in dexterity. Uh, 13 in constitution. He's going to have a 20 in intelligence. Like, I think that's a no-brainer there. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
wisdom. I'm going to give him a 13 in wisdom. Charisma. Now, when I look at the picture of him, I don't see a very charismatic man, but I, I don't know his, um, his uh, personality much. So. Not really. He's like, even when he was mu- just Miles, he was kind of an abrasive person. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and keep And very, e- like, egocentric. I'm going to leave him at an eight on charisma then. Okay. I think that that's not great, but it's also not. I mean, he's probably not the completely hideous. No, no, and, he, he's just a normal guy. He's and uh, compl- I mean, he is kind of an asshole, but yeah. his personality sucks. But in the looks department, he's just a normal. dude. He's just a dude. So, um, so that would put his armor class at the thirteen area, which is okay. pretty low for a challenge rating ten creature. Um, his hit points. I mean, that's also probably going to be pretty pretty low for a 10 creature, which has an average of a little over 200 mm-hmm. hit points. Uh, medium creature, so it's going to be probably D8s, most likely. Um, if we do, let's say, 20 D8, and what did I have as charisma at? Eight. I mean, not charisma, constitution. 13. Plus one in Constitution. So that would be 20d8 plus 20, which would give him an average of 109. That's too low. That's super low. All right. We're going to up that. Let's do 35d8 plus 35. It'll put him at an average of 192. Okay. Speed of 30 feet. Um, All right. Now, let's see. Skills. He's definitely going to have skills. Um, Athletics. I mean, he's he's athletically trained. Mm Mm-hmm. That'll be a plus eight in athletics. Not too shabby. Um, I would say stealth as well. Stealth. I'm okay. What do, would you say? Acrobatics at all? Yeah. Okay. He's when he he's he's a flippy boy. Okay, so we're gonna give him acrobatics. Um, that'll be a plus seven in acrobatics. Uh, plus seven in stealth. Um, medicine. Definitely. Let's see. That's the closest thing to a science skill we've got. Yeah, plus nine in medicine. Um, I think that might be it for his skills. He's not going to have any damage resistances or weaknesses. No special senses. Passive perception of 11. Common langu- languages of common. Um, let's see. Condition immunities. No, I mean he's I just he's, so. he's just a he's just a he's just some guy. He's just a guy. <laughs> um he's just some guy who put on a fursuit and went nuts. <laughs> so, yeah, with a lower average hit point pool, a much lower hit class or um armor class and with no damage resistances, uh we are really going to have to push his abilities. Okay. So, that's where things are going to get nutso. Um I'm going to go ahead and save this cloning thing for last. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give him a multi-attack of claws, which I think, based off of the way you've described him, he probably only has one, like, basic attack. But, yeah. Um, well, he's got a claw and he's got a karate chop. <laughs> I think he can kick, too. He could probably kick, too. Okay, well, <laughs> what I'm going to do is, um, I think he's going to have two types of claws, because he yeah. has these two. So, I'm going to say Venom Claws. And shock claws. And as a multi-attack, I'm going to say he can make 
up to four claw attacks of his choice. Okay. I know we don't have a like he's he's not. Um, there's no evidence to suggest that he is particularly fast in his attacks, but I think that giving him four attacks would kind of start to justify his challenge rating. Mm-hmm. Uh, Venom Claws, melee, att- melee weapon attack, uh, that is going to be a plus eight to hit with a reach of five feet, which his attack bonus is a little bit higher than, than a challenge rating 10 creatures. So that, tr- that, I think that's pretty, I'm comfortable with that. Okay. Um, let's see his average damage output. Now this is where things are going to get tricky. <laughs> it's going to be high. Well, it's going to have to be high, but we also have to keep in mind the clones that he's going to create. Yeah. He's going to create uh, but, friends. And, uh, to, to save on sanity, I think, um, like, we could just make that he can, I don't know, there, there's two ways that we can handle the cloning thing, too. Mm-hmm. We can just give him, like, a generic clone that he just creates, and we'll just have to create a separate stack block for it. Mm-hmm. Or he can clone... Um, Specific individuals. Well, yeah, exactly, like, part, members of the party. Right. Um one of those is a lot more interesting, obviously. Uh, but woo. But a lot more complicated in the execution. Um, unless we kind of meld the two and make a generic stat block. Mm-hmm. But, like... Hmm. What if... What if the clone... Like, what if we make a generic stat block for a clone that he creates? But... He can choose a specific individual, and not only will that individual talk, act, and think like the original, mm-hmm. but he can also take, like, maybe one of their traits. Okay. Um, or features. Like a class trait? Yeah, like a class trait or a racial trait. Okay. Um, well, no, I think it would, it would have to... You would have to copy over any racial traits. Yeah. Any and all racial traits. But yeah, like maybe one class trait or... Then again, that might get a little too... Mm. Like, it's very easy to say, well, he just makes a clone of someone, but how the fuck does that work mechanically? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> mechanically and balanced-wise. Like yeah. That's, that's where that's bananas. Um... Because, I mean, there's a big part of me that really wants to push for the idea that, like, you you start to get those, like, who's the real party member? But, I mean, if if we do it, like, like if you do it to, if you want to go that route, you can't do the, it only has a fraction of the power. Because, well, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, because the oh. logic of the comics is the real Spider-Man wins. Yeah. So the clone might only have a fraction of their power. Yeah. Ooh, did we st- accidentally stumble into a thematic uh, parallel? I, we, I may have. Um. Okay, so, like, that does help me. If, if we go that route, that means we definitely have to create a, like, a generic stat block kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No. No, I take that back. All right, I think I know how I'm going to do this. Okay. So before I... I, I hmm. Yeah, I think I know how I'm going to do this. So let's see here. Average damage output per round for a challenge reading 10 creature is the 63 to 68 range. Um, I'm actually thinking I'm going to 
pull the reins on that just a little bit. Now, the the whole point of his venom claws was was a uh, a, a uh, sedative, a sedative, not necessarily a damaging thing. Right. So let's see. Okay, so for his attacks, we've got his shock claws, which are damage dealers that'll do an average of eleven slashing damage. That's two d six plus four. Okay. And an eleven lightning damage of two d ten. Okay. So he can just go all out and attack like crazy, um, dealing a pretty substantial amount of uh, damage if he went for those claws. His Venom Claws, on the other hand, um, those will hit uh, for the same slashing damage, the 2d6 plus 4 slashing, but the target has to succeed on a DC 18 constitution saving throw or be poisoned for an hour. And while poisoned in this way, they can uh, take either a bonus action or a standard action on their turns, not both. Um, And... I didn't include the option of recovering after right. each turn. I figured that a challenge rating 10, um, especially for a guy with his, who's as easy to mm-hmm. punch and kill as this, <laughs> um, I think that the party had probably have better have a different way of dealing with poison at that point. Okay. Um, and, I mean, that's pretty rough still. But, uh-huh. uh, and, uh, but it's not going to be, like game ending like mm-hmm. they'll have disadvantage on their attacks they're, they're basically sluggish they're they're drowsy right. because they've got this sedative but if the target fails the saving throw by five or more they fall unconscious until they take damage or another creature takes an action to wake them up okay so i mean they still retain the poison mm-hmm. but i i feel that 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 good so he can either really go for the damage or he can just try to incapacitate right um and then if he does incapacitate like he can't sit there and just then kill you because you'll wake up I mean, it'll be groggy and it'll suck. Right. Yeah, yeah. But um, I, I think that that really will justify his his uh, low health and uh, and uh, AC as far as that challenge rating goes. Um, but then um, I'm also gonna give him. Uh, I don't think I'm gonna give him any legendary actions, even though he's a legendary creature. Okay. I think instead we're just gonna do his cloning thing. And I don't think it should be an action. I think it should be a trait. And I'm not even going to call it cloning. I'm just going to call it gene doubling. <laughs> Get two genes. Because I don't think... I don't like the idea of this guy being able to do the cloning thing in combat. Okay. Um, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And I think that that would make the challenge rating a lot more tricky to calculate. Um, right. Instead, I think that uh, it's going to be... A thing that he has to prep for. Like, he has to do this ahead of time. Especially since he's a legendary creature. Like, this isn't a random encounter guy. This yeah, is this, a, is, this is a end a, of campaign guy. Exactly. He's he's a boss guy. Um, so I'm thinking we're going to do that. Gene doubling. You know what? Mm. I think I'm going about this all wrong. I think... Because you're right, like we were talking, this guy is definitely not just your average baddie. He is a legendary creature. He's, he's like, I think that this gene doubling, his cloning thing, doesn't need to be statted out. I think it just needs to be like a footnote in his, or not a footnote, but just part of his description. Okay. You know, um, because it doesn't need to be crunchy. Right. All it needs to be is a feature of him. So if a DM was to use him as a villain... Most of the encounters these people are going to be having are just going to be cloned monsters. Okay. And they can just take those stat blocks and do it. 
Um, I think that that's probably the better way of going about this. Uh, yeah. I think it's just like planting the seed, giving giving the the agency uh, to do it. And it would be more of like just in his description in the book, as it were, not in the stat block. Okay. So yeah, that makes sense. I'm not going to give, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to give him a, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to put gonna it in the stat block. Um, this might sound like a cop out because I really don't want to type all of that out. And, uh, you know what? Uh, two birds, one stone. Yep. So, um, I think that as far as the damage output and, uh, crowd control or not crowd control, but the, the damage output and the debilitating effects that he causes, I think very much justify his challenge rating and, uh, low armor class. Um, in fact, actually given that information, I think I'm going to push him a little further. Uh oh. Um, I'm going to increase his damage output to uh, from D6s to D8s on his claws. Uh, it's not a huge difference, but it, it's enough to make a, make a bit of a difference. And then his um, electric, instead of 2D10s, is going to be 2D12s. Um, but Matt, those are the big dice. Those are the big dice. Um, and I think that that alone justifies all of that. And the rest of it is just flavor. Um, what do you think? Uh, no, I think that's fine. Yeah. Cool. So... Do we want to create, like, some generic clone stat blocks then? Or are we done? I think we're done. Okay. Um, because, again, I think that... I think that the the, the spark with this guy, and honestly, uh, might be something that I utilize, because I think it's a really neat idea, mm -hmm. is just giving that agency in the description okay. like he creates clones that's it he at some point in time might try to clone one of the party members mm -hmm. do that you know the the dm can take their stat block and bam there's the thing or okay. pull a party member aside and pull a player aside and be like hey i'm gonna be introducing a you're you're gonna have a clone and you're not gonna sure what you're not gonna be sure which one it is i need you to play them both Okay. And then that way the players, the, the rest of the party does it. Or whatever. But then also you could see it in like his monsters, his clones sometimes have features of other creatures. Yeah. Sometimes that giant spider starts moving around like, you know, <laughs> starts projecting itself like a displacer beast. Yeah. Sometimes that, you know, you might come across a mimic that starts dissolving its prey like a gelatinous cube or whatever, you know. Um, that could be real fun. Exactly. But it's too broad to put in a stat block. Right, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that that's just where it comes from. It's just this is more of a seed of inspiration and mm -hmm. ideas than anything else. And okay. this this is absolutely a campaign-level threat. Yeah. So. Cool. I dig uh, it. I dig it, too. So, um, cool. With that, I guess, uh, I mean, a pretty lackluster stat block, but a really cool idea. Um, cool. We're just going to stick with that. So if you are listening to this, um, uh, on May 1st, thank you so much for your support. Um, we do really appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening to this on June 1st or beyond, um, on our main feed, then do please su consider supporting us on our Patreon, uh, five bucks a month, mostly to help us kind of recoup the costs of, renting buying movies maintaining equipment mm -hmm. whatever we've had to do quite a bit lately <laughs> yeah I've, I've i've done a little bit i even i don't know if you saw but i got that extra curtain yeah i up. saw that um figured you got that when you got the external hard drive and stuff yep yep sure did yeah. um so yeah uh, that would help us out a ton really help support the podcast and honestly that'd be the the uh 
the most impactful way of showing that you enjoy yeah. this. Um, we also have the fur buddy level at $1 a month, just in case you can't swing the five bucks a month. Cause I get that for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would love to have some sort of benefits for that level. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they might be at this point. Maybe I, I but don't if know. You have an idea. <laughs> Let us if know. If you have an idea or <laughs> yeah, I mean, but as of right now, it's mostly just a tip jar. Yeah. Um, but, uh, um, there was one other, oh, uh, the, the best way you can support us though, um, if you do enjoy this is tell a friend, you know, mm-hmm. if you, if you like the podcast, if you like these episodes, uh, recommend it to a friend. If you hate this podcast, recommend it to an enemy. Um, but with that, uh, you can check out our link, links to our socials in the, in the descriptions of the episodes. You can find our stat blocks, links to the stat blocks in the same place. Uh, anything else to add, Chris? Nope. All right, and then we will see you in another month for more Comic Scrunch.